So much to talk about, so much to <coughs> prepare for. Um, Vacation Bible School starts tomorrow at 10 o'clock, 10.30. And so um, if, you, if you would like to volunteer, I'm sure they would put you to work. 10 o'clock? Uh, I was correct at 10 o'clock. Thank you, church administrator, wife. Um, I'm looking at you, <laughs> you're looking at Richard, <laughs> Pastor Richard, you're looking at Tanya, the administrator, what time is that thing? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so praise the Lord, that's, it's, it's, be praying for that, um, you know, there, there's, um, uh, there are children, young children that will walk away from here and they'll never forget it, they'll never forget it, and they'll say, yeah, well, I've been a Christian ever since, let's see. Yeah, we were living in Las Vegas, and I was eight years old. My mom took me to a church, and there was a vacation Bible school, and I gave my heart to Jesus, right? So we applaud that, and, and uh, we thank all of those who, have, who are here who have served and to make this happen. It's, it's been a bunch of work, and so um, we're grateful for that. And um, um, <clears throat> we will um, we'll see some cool things. We're excited. Uh, I think I have probably three or four other things I need to share with you, but um, as you know, there are many people who are who are who are sick and, and who are uh, uh, going through some things, and so we want to keep them in our prayers. We're praying for them at, at the end of our time together, um, and we will have communion available for you. I wanted to make sure I mention that now, so that if you want to respond to the message or just have a moment with God or just break bread uh, and to renew your covenant with Him, that we'll have that for you as well. So. All right, back in 19, everybody say 1963. Yeah, yeah, see, that was back in the day, 1963. Uh, the, the United States sent a submarine under the Arctic Circle called the Thresher Submarine. They said that it was designed to withstand pressure at great depths, which would be necessary to go under the polar ice caps because, as you know, the majority of their surface, of their their mass is under the water. Well, what happened uh, was it got too deep, and the pressure that they had um, uh, planned for on the inside was not great enough to withstand the pressure on the outside, and the, the hole was unable to maintain its integrity, the submarine imploded, and the crew was lost. So the pressure on the outside could not be sustained by the pressure they had built on the inside, and therefore lives were lost and families were devastated. So we're taking a little bit of a detour from our study in Judges today. We'll pick it up next week, and then the following week, we'll be in Mexico, and Pastor David is going to bring a word, and then we'll be back, and we'll finish up Judges. And so, so here is, here is the, the message this morning is entitled, The Gift of Endurance. The Gift of Endurance. Let me start by saying this. The Christian life is hard. How many of you, when you first responded to the gospel message, Jesus opens your eyes 
uh, the Spirit of the Lord opened your eyes to the reality of who Jesus, who Jesus it was and is, and and you remember that the maybe the adrenaline, maybe the joy, maybe the whatever experience, because God God works in our emotions too. Emotional emotions aren't bad. It's just that emotionalism can be bad in the church. But but you were you were excited. You 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 may have felt something, and you probably you probably never thought through. Maybe you did. You probably never thought this is going to be so hard. This is going to be like the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, did anybody think that when they first came to Christ? N- I don't know. No, no one. Okay, it's okay if you're the only hand up. It's okay. All right. No, no. Uh, I didn't think that at all. I didn't think about what I had to sacrifice. Uh, I didn't think about what would be points of stretching. I didn't think about the hurt and the and the pain and and the and the stuff. Like Jesus died for my sins. Okay, and that means I, I'm, I'm embracing that and I'm accepting and receiving and I'm repenting and I'm turning and I'm in the kingdom of God. I had never been, I had never been in the kingdom of God. I, didn't even, I hadn't even heard about it. And, then I, and I went from, from a non-citizen to a citizen and kingdom of heaven and I was like, I'm in. I am so in. Right? I, I, I didn't... I, I, I wasn't worried about sacrifice and breaking off this. Or th- I wasn't worried about all that. Ah, the Christian life is hard. And if anyone tells you it's not, they are lying to you. Don't leave. <laughs> because we have pressure from without. Trials and tribulation and temptation and then we have pressure from within in our own heart in our own mind it's not easy we've been watching the and and reading the life of samson and we've been seeing the pressure most of his is from within like you could blame the devil for what satan what samson was doing but really it was on samson (laughs) Because he was making poor choices and so he was succumbing to the works of the flesh or his own desires, his own passions. He was succumbing to that. It's not easy to fight that. Especially if you've been living your life one way your whole life. And then you come into the kingdom of God and you're like, yes, I'm in. And then you begin to realize there's a deep work that has to happen in you. And that that deep work will never stop until we see him face to face. That's called glorification. We look so forward to that. Paul the Apostle explained it this way in 2 Corinthians 11. And he said, I've, I've worked harder, been put in prison more often. You know, Paul the Apostle was a prison inmate. You know that, right? Okay. Uh, he said, I've, I've been whipped, three, uh, whipped times without number and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. You understand? Real stones, right? You know, in, in, in this economy, in this context today, people be like, oh, man, Paul was stoned. Okay, it's biblical. Okay, wait, time out, bro. That is whack theology, okay? Okay, whoever told you that, never talk to them again as long as you live, all right? 
That's in the Bible, bro. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. Can you imagine? I've traveled on many long journeys. I faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as the Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, on the seas, from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry, thirsty, gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. And in verse 28, almost if it's a mathematic equation, he draws a line and says, then besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. How many of you know that Paul, the apostle of you, would say, Paul, was it easy being apostle? He'd be like, are you crazy? Have you not read my letter to the Corinthians? My second letter, because the first letter, they didn't get it. I had to tell them what's up again. Ah. Ah. I, I don't. I don't remember a time in, in, in my years in ministry where so many people were going through so many things in our church. I don't remember a time. And, and hello to, your, to the online audience. There are many of you are watching this and you wanted to be here, but you weren't able to be here because of a sickness or because of whatever it might be. I don't remember a time where, where it's just... Over and oh, and again, and, 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 and this person's in the hospital, and that person is struggling, and this person's got pneumonia, and that person's got COVID, and this, and it's like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so I wanted to encourage you in that. And I wanted to ask a question How do we get through this? And in the time that we spend together today, we'll answer that question, hopefully. I don't presume to have the answer because we could spend the next three weeks or three months talking about this. Last week, we talked about finishing strong and some markers or some things that we could do to finish strong. We said that we have to maintain a heart for God. How many know that's not easy? It's easy to talk about. It's easy to talk about. It's a whole other thing to, 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 to maintain a heart for God with everything pulling you, wanting to pull you away from God and then the own internal things that we struggle with. We said that if you want to finish strong, you've got to hate sin. We can't just, we can't just mess with sin or, or, or play with it. We've got to be serious about it. Uh, we have to own our sin and repent. We have to avoid a, boot, a, a, a root of a bitterness, we said. Um, and so if you, if you ask me, well, well, why do we have to go through so much? Well, okay, let me take the next six months explaining and let's talk about that. Why we, the people of God, suffer and go through so much. Uh, first of all, we live in a fallen world. It just is. And I think that sometimes we think we're exempt from pain. And we're just not. We're just not. Those within the body of Christ that feel like they should never experience pain are not being realistic or true with what the scriptures say. Because pain is a part of life. Jesus said this in John chapter 16. He says, these things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. 
And then he goes on and talks about what the disciples are going to have to go through to be put out of synagogues. The time is coming when whoever kills you will think they'll be doing God uh, a favor. Uh, uh, these are the things that they will do. And, and he goes on. And then in chapter 16, verse 33 of John, he says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. So he says, here's what's, what's coming, but, but I'm telling you now so you can have peace. And many of us are familiar with this in John 16, 33. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Okay, so that's a memory verse for us. Saul, before he becomes Paul, the great apostle, was bent on killing the church, literally. He thought he was doing God a favor. He thought he was doing God's work. He's one that Jesus spoke about, and he says... He says when he, when he meets Jesus on the way to Damascus, uh, he hears a voice and it says, Lord, Lord. Uh, and he says, Lord, Lord. Uh, the, the voice says, Lord, Lord, why are you? Uh, so, so, I'm sorry. Okay, help me out. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul says, who are you, Lord? And so Satan is not able to get to Jesus. And so he wants to fire at the people of God. That's you and I. Today, it's about endurance. It's an old, our English word comes from an old French word that means to make hard. (laughs) Um, The New Testament is clear that the follower of Jesus must develop endurance. It's essential We must develop it. We must. If we don't develop uh, uh, endurance, we will not have endurance. Uh, God doesn't just supernaturally give us endurance. In one respect, he does. In one respect, he does. In the the grand context, I, I stand in the strength of the Lord and the strength of his might. But I must choose to build endurance. It's like you can... Talk about running marathons all you want to. But until you start training and doing your part, you will never run a marathon. You will walk and get a ride home. I see these marathons, the Santa deal and all this stuff. I'd be like, yeah, it was fun, man. I'd be like, what up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, man, about... um, I don't know, maybe a mile or two. I'd be like, all right, man, I'm going to call me an Uber. Y'all have fun. I'll catch you at the finish line. I'm not, running. Hey, I'm not training for a marathon, so I'm not going to run one. I'm not that crazy. There are those who, who, hey, 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 hey. Jesus said, the way is hard that leads to life in Matthew 7, 14. Peter said in 1 Peter 4, 2, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening. (laughs) I'm a child of God. How can this be happening? Hebrews 10.36 says you have need of endurance. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Some of you are studying the book of Hebrews on Thursday nights at that light group. And so you'll be like all fired up with this. Luke 21, 19 says, by your endurance, you will gain your lives. 
It's not talking about salvation. It's talking about finishing strong. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. From the, uh, it, God promises uh, to us the eternal weight of glory of knowing and being known by Christ. 2 Corinthians 4.17, Philippians 3.8. Um, how do you gain endurance? I, I, how do you gain endurance? I, write this down if you, if you don't mind writing or if you're looking on the app, the Bible app, you have the notes. Here's how you gain endurance. Pain. When I played at UNLV, I, I, there's so many analogies to sports. Um, if you don't like sports analogies, you don't like Paul the Apostle, so I, get, I feel free to just elaborate on this. Um, I remember my freshman year uh, and uh, uh, Hell Week. I always wondered why they call it Hell Week. I found out it was hellish. Not in the context, the biblical context, right? It was tough. And I remember... I lived at the Virginian Apartments right by the track at UNLV because that's where Hell Week began in September outside on the track. Coach, we are here to play basketball. Why are we on the track? <laughs> and I remember this. I remember I lived upstairs, and I remember I was so sore because I did not know how to prepare for this, nor did they tell you. And I remember crawling up. I'm 18 years old, and I'm crawling up the stairs because I can't. I can barely walk because I'm so sore, and I'm so, my legs are so gone. It was painful. But fast forward a month or two when Maryland or Arizona or at that time University of San Francisco was in the house, you couldn't catch us. You couldn't catch us. You couldn't. You couldn't catch us. A friend of mine who played at University of San Francisco, he was injured. Uh, and, and Guy came to the game. I said, man, what's up? He goes, no, I'm not playing. I go, what do you mean you're not playing? He goes, I can't, man. I'm injured, man. I go, well, why are you here? He goes, I wanted to see you guys. <laughs> Because we had that reputation. You couldn't catch us. Didn't mean we always won, <laughs> but you couldn't catch us. <laughs> it was painful. That's a, a weak analogy to the seriousness of our subject. But So John Bloom wrote this. He's an author, and he said, We get increased stamina only by the discipline of forcing ourselves or being forced to push beyond our current limits and persevere through an arduous, sometimes agonizing experience of discomfort. That's truth. That's truth. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5 <clears throat> Paul, the apostle, who knew a thing or two about suffering and about this process of endurance, says this. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. 
knowing that suffering produces endurance. There's the word. So we're going to unpack this just a little bit. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And that hope does not put us to shame or disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Oh, that's so refreshing. That's like, that's like, like, like being under a waterfall. I'm looking for a waterfall. Okay, I don't see one. Never mind. Um, it, is, it is so refreshing and so over there. Okay, I can't. Oh, there, right there. Waterfall. With uh, uh, Leo the lion on top. Leo, what up, Lee? Rejoice in suffering. Rejoice? Question mark? Kay Arthur in her book, Choose Joy Because Happiness Isn't Enough, said this. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Uh, uh, rejoice in sufferings. Sufferings is afflictions, distresses, pressures. You could add temptations to that. James says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Uh, This is glorying in affliction. Uh, So all of you English people just don't, judge me. This is glorying in afflictions uh, because you have come to know by intuition or perception that the end product of this chain reaction will be something good. Because what begins in distress and confusion and chaos ends in hope. For the Christian believer. Suffering brings about endurance. And that word is perseverance. The word is hupomonen. And it means, it means steadfastness or the ability to remain under difficult uh, circumstances or situations without giving in. So it is a, a steadfastness of a believer who, who remains under and doesn't try to squirm out, although we want to, but because of years or events or things that have happened, they're, they're st- they stay there. That, that's, that's that word endurance that develops into character, which results in hope. As believers suffer, they develop endurance that deepens their character And a deepened, tested character results in hope or confidence that God will see them through no matter what. And there are hours and hours of testimony of people who could take this microphone and say, let me tell you what God did in my life. And how I would not be where I am had I not gone through that. Nobody wants to go through that. Yeah, bring it all, Lord. Woo! 
<laughs> no, hold on, bro. Hold on, man. But, 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 but in my own life, I've seen that principle where when I was in it, the last thing I wanted to do was remain in it. But then when I came out of it, I was thankful for it. Especially because one of the things that you get to do is you get to speak into other people's lives. And you say, what's going on, man? Man, I'm in the middle of a divorce. It's ugly. It's this, that. Yo, man, come on, man. Come on, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Because you've been there. And you come through. And it doesn't mean what God did in your life, they'll do in their lives. But people need to hear from someone who understands, not because they read it in a book, but because they walked through it. And give glory to God. See, there's some ministers in this house right now. There's some ministers who can minister to those who are downtrodden or to those who are struggling with addiction or those who are, are fresh out of the, uh, 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 the criminal justice system or, or, or prison. You, you, have, you have something to say. Uh, some of you uh, have experience having lost it all and still standing strong. Some of you have experienced tremendous marital uh, uh, stress where people thought, man, that marriage is going to dissolve, but God touched it and you made it through. Some of you have experienced loss. You've experienced death. One, one man texted me recently and said, man, man, I've got a neighbor over here who died. I've got a relative who died. I talked to someone who goes to our church. They say they're dying. My kid, come on, man. I'm like, golly, man, be strong, bro. Endure. Be strong. Suffering brings about endurance or Perseverance. which turns into proven character, which in turn results in hope. Romans 5.5 essentially says, a believer's hope, since it's centered in God and His promises, does not disappoint. And that disappoint means put to shame because of disappointment or unfulfilled promises. Trials, difficulties, hardships, suffering, bring us closer to the Lord and they make us more like Him. Endurance is the box. How many of y'all love getting something from Amazon? Stop it. Let me look over here. That brother lit up like a Christmas tree. I ain't seen you smile that big since you got married, boy. What's up? He's like, ha, ha, ha. Whoa, my goodness. All right, man. You and, Am- you and Amazon uh, delivery guy on first name, man. What up? Y'all got your package, boy. I know you do. Where is it at? Where is it at? Sorry. <laughs> but, 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 but how many of you love getting something at your door? What if you had, what if you had a, a box at your door and it was called Endurance? And you went, oh, I got a box of it. I can't wait to open it up. Yeah. And you opened it up, and it was the gift of pain. They go, oh, no, this, no, you got the wrong address, Lord. No, 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 no. No, I wanted joy and peace and happiness and fulfillment, and I wanted financial blessing and health, and that's, that's what I signed up for, right? Don't I have all that in Christ? Well, yes, yes. Sometimes he sends the he sends the the box of 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 
of endurance. And it's different for all of us, and it's different seasons. Let me read this to you in the Amplified Bible, Romans 5, 3 through 5. Are you glad you came this morning? Are you? Are you glad you're watching? Okay, don't say nothing bad because we'll get back to you. It says in the Amplified Bible, Moreover, let us be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance fortitude develops maturity of character that is approved faith and tried. Don't you love talking to someone who has approved faith and tried integrity? Because they've been through some affliction and some pain. And they've made it through and they're giving glory to God. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Verse 5, such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Suffering produces endurance produces character, which produces hope, and that hope does not disappoint. People are hopeless today because of circumstances and situations and fears and what's going to happen in this situation or that situation, and rightly so. We have eternal hope in Christ Jesus. And that hope does not disappoint. Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. There's that word again. And be constant in prayer. And then it says this. This is interesting. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Isn't that interesting? So in this process, we learn a little bit something about how to get through it. First of all, rejoice in hope. Oh, someone sent me a picture. They're in the hospital. I won't say who it is. They sent me a picture, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, no. Like, 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 why did you send me that picture? Oh, I mean, like, it's bad. I mean, they don't look good. It's like, you know how when you're in the hospital, I said, oh, man. And then I, I, I texted back, and I said, I said, and if you're watching, you know who you are. I said, I said, don't, I said, send me a picture. I said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to muster the biggest smile you can muster. I know you don't feel like it. I know that, you, that you're going through it right now. But I need, just take a deep breath and give me your biggest, brightest smile. Because after this is over, I want to show you this picture, not that picture. And I got my picture. And I can't wait because God's doing the work. I believe God's doing the work. And I'm going to say, I don't even want to see that other picture. I want, this is the picture. Rejoice in hope. It's not easy. It's a choice, huh? Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Okay. All right, there we go. We can do this. Leon Morris explains, patient denotes not a passive putting up with things, but an active, steadfast endurance. 
tribulation denotes not some minor pinprick, but deep and serious trouble. And it says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, and then contribute to the needs of the saints and even show hospitality. That means serve somebody. I thought that was brilliant. That was brilliant that Paul said that. All right, quickly in the book of Hebrews, the saints are suffering various forms of persecution uh, and social alienation because of their faith in Christ. For the most part, these are Christian Jews, and they're getting it from all sides. Uh, They're the diaspora who have been dispersed into Gentile lands, and they're getting it from the Gentiles, and they're getting it from their fellow Jews. And, 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 And the writer to the Hebrews there's some, there's some warnings in there. And the warnings are there because these people, these people are, are um, uh, some are even considering walking away from Christ. And it, that's the context of the warnings that, that you read. Um, they're, being, they're being pressed by their own doubts. They're growing weary They're being discouraged, and the author warns them. And this is what he says to these precious saints. He says, you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised, Hebrews 10, 36, because some of them were not wanting to press through. He encouraged them uh, to faithfully endure just as the saints past had done. Hebrews chapter 11 is all about saints in the Old Testament who what? Who endured. And he reminds them of, no, remember Samson, remember Moses, remember Dave, remember, remember, no, they endured. Be like that. Endure. He reminds them of that. And then he reminds them of Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who has done the same. In chapter 10, Verse 39, some of them were wanting to shrink back. And Paul says, no, we are not those who shrink back. We are the church of the unshrunk. (laughs) And he says, we are not of those who shrink back, but of those who have faith and, and persevere and preserve their souls, rather. And then he reminds them that their affliction was the painful package of God's gift of endurance a gift that he gives to all of his children. All of us. Hebrews 12, 5. He reminds them of this psalm. He says, and have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the ones, the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. The author is reminding them of that because they have forgotten. They're experiencing trial and difficulty and hardship. And, and the, the writer says, have you forgotten? He disciplines all those that he loves. We get to share in his holiness through that discipline. And that discipline doesn't necessarily mean that you're in sin. It just means God brings things. 
in the package called endurance. And we're so excited to open it up and see we have got the gift of pain so that we might endure and that we might bring honor and glory to him and share in his holiness. He speaks about earthly fathers in chapter 12. And then in verse 10, he says, For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. Once again, Romans 8, 28, that all things work together. Breathe it in and let it strengthen you. Because we, I, have need of endurance. So the secret of the thresher submarine to survive the depths that it needed to dive to was to have an equal amount of pressure on the inside as to that on the outside. Yeah, when you scuba dive, you have to learn how to operate your lungs so that you equalize your breathing system. Whether you're going down, you have to equalize, or whether you're coming up, you have to exhale pretty much the whole way up. But you got to come up slow, and depending on how deep you are, you know, you can take some breeze in, but you cannot hold your breath because you must equalize the pressure on the inside and the outside. Did you know that there are little fish that can go even deeper than the thresher submarine. Their skin is very thin. And you would think there was no way that this little fish can withstand amazing amounts of pressure coming from the outside. It turns out it can go deeper because God has designed them, designed them. You don't evolve into being able to go deeper, you die. <laughs> God designed them to have pressure on the inside that gives them power to withstand the pressure on the outside. So like the fish of the deep, we possess a power from within that is able, more than able, to withstand the pressures that come from without. So we are able, therefore, to stand. The Apostle John put it this way when he said, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world in 1 John 4. 4. In other words, whatever pressures may be on the outside, and there are many, the believer has a greater power residing within. So to whatever depth of grace and mercy you need for the pressure on the outside, God is able. Years ago, there was a a young man who was a part of our youth ministry, and he was kind of off again, off. And he and I had some amazing God talks, and he struggled. He he struggled big time. He got killed in a drive-by shooting. I got the call at 3 in the morning, and this is when people called you at home. So 3 in the morning... You're a youth pastor. It ain't good. I pick up the phone, and his dad's on the other line. I'll never forget it. And all I could say 
is where are you? Where are you? Told me, jumped out of bed, and I just went to be with them. And it was stunning. It was stunning. I can't imagine what it was like for him being in a crime scene where his son is over there covered in a blanket and he can't go to him because they're gathering evidence. And the next day, I made my way back into the office. A receptionist slash gatekeeper (laughs) slash minister. (laughs) Uh, uh, Tracy was at the front desk. Some of you know Tracy McLeod. I'm not even sure why I went in the office. Because I was just... I'm not sure why I went in. Probably because I didn't want to stay at home. So I went in. Tracy said this. She didn't know what happened because it wasn't social media. And I, I told her what happened. And she knew Joey. And she said, all I know is is that the grace that Joey's dad needs, Ron, to get through this is sufficient. That was truth. That was truth. That kind of pressure is either going to crush you or it's going to strengthen you. And for years and years and years, he became a victim's advocate. He'd be the guy getting the phone call. And he'd be the guy sitting next to family members or whatever saying, I know, I know, I get it. Yeah. Oh, nobody would sign up for that. And to this day, he probably still asks why. But he's been able to channel it and be a blessing to others. His life will never be the same. He'd be the first to admit that. But boy, has he been a blessing to some people. One day, one day, he will be rewarded for his suffering. And so will you. And so will you. Would you all stand to your feet, please? Thank you. Don't grow weary in doing good. For in due time, in due season, you will reap a harvest here or in heaven. In the meantime, body of Christ, this is what we do. We lock arms with those 
who have received the gift of pain. And we minister, and we pray, and we stand beside them, and we bring meals, and we call, and we text, and we drop off plants. We do all kind of weird stuff, but it's what we do. So they know we are with them. <clears throat> Paul the Apostle said, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, and contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. Father, we thank you for... Um, we thank you for your loving, tender arms. We are all learning how to endure. <clears throat> and at times it's not easy, and... There are some people that could preach this message way better than I just did. But I thank you, Lord, for your grace that is sufficient. And I thank you that your power is manifested in our weakness. That's what Paul said, and we'll take his word for it. Now, Lord, cause us to endure. We are thankful for your grace and your mercy. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let's run with endurance the race set before us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, that is Jesus, who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Here we go, Lord. That's our marching orders today. We choose joy. Um, we pray for those who are afflicted. May we be their arms and may we lift them up. And Lord, may your sustaining grace get them through another day, even if it's just to breathe in and to breathe out. And we thank you in advance that we have each other. Oh, Lord, we pray for those who aren't able to be here today because they, they are experiencing pain, whatever form that is. And we pray you give them endurance, God. And we pray that they would know that they got a family who has got their backs. And now we bless you, God. And we ask for your grace today. In Jesus' name, amen.